Welcome to The Horse, a show hosted by longtime Yukoners Dan Bushnell and Jenny Hamilton. On this show, we talk to a diverse collection of people about living in the Yukon, what brought them here, why they stay or have left, but mostly, we like to talk about what truly makes them tick. So sit back, relax, turn up the volume, and enjoy the show coming to you from the Yukon's capital, Whitehorse, or as it's known to the locals, The Horse. Dan. <laughs> the hum is my spirit. Right. That's I the usually, sound of my spirit. Oh, well, I get rid of it and post as much as I can. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for destroying Ooh, your spirit again. Again. Right. How are you, Jenny? Not too bad. It's uh, it's not snowing. It's pouring rain, but that's okay. Well, you know, someone said to me the other day that they're, they were like, oh, how'd you like our summer? And I'm like, well, being that it's spring... Yeah, right. I it's, haven't it's, liked it yet. It's May. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I understand that this was a hard winter, but let's slow our rolls. Well, I get Like, folks are like, oh, we didn't get a summer last year. But yet, yet when they talk about last year, you think it was the best summer we've ever fucking had compared to today. Yes. Yeah. It's, you know. It's incredibly one, weird. One of the things that I know about Yukoners is no matter what. They'll bitch about the weather. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too wet. It's too I, dry. It's too dry. Like, oh, I can't believe all the forest fires this year. We got to get some rain. Oh fuck, I can't believe it's raining. Right. You know, and like it. Uh, it is a real sign of privilege of pr- of how good we have it. It's we, like we have it so good that we can. Bitch about the weather. Not like, only, it's a real fucking problem. Yeah, not only bitch about the weather, but bitch about the weather no matter what the weather is. Well, and, and it's it's not fucking hurricanes. It's not tornadoes. It's not tsunamis. You know, it's rain. We're also, like, <laughs> we're also easing restrictions Oh, when other people are extending their clampdowns. Right. We're easing restrictions where we barely had any restrictions. Really, yeah. we are the unicorn of the planet. Maybe New Zealand is the next place, but they put the work in. You know what I yeah. mean? I mean, I'm I'm gonna say our government did its best, but and they're always like, oh well, the majority of people did good. Mm, what's yeah, fifty one percent maybe? <laughs> you know, and I I just uh, that's Yukon. I just think it's one of those things where everybody needs to stop, take a breath, and just be grateful. Look anywhere outside of this territory and see how they're doing oh just turn on the news for five minutes and then turn it the fuck off yeah. and and you'll be like okay i can get through today yeah then tell me that we have a problem with the rain right then come at me with the rain and i'll be honest um i would rather have rain yeah do i want sunny days fuck yeah but i don't want forest fires that shit's scarier than any rain oh absolutely and i mean and i can i can deal with the rain i'm carrying an umbrella yeah, I can wear a bigger coat, wear a hat. The smoke, man? Oh, well, and then, I mean, we are tinder dry out there. Because we're getting rain, we're getting a lot more vegetation. And it doesn't take long for that shit to dry out. Yeah, and because we are semi-arid. Absolutely. In theory. In th- well, I think that's changing, but I'm no scientist. That. It just feels like it is. <laughs> but, yes, be grateful. Yeah. If you live in the Yukon, everywhere else you can bitch about whatever you I want. I mean, it's a simple thing. <laughs> It is. It's a simple thing. The other, okay, um, this is my, I guess I'm complaining about the Yukon. 
I probably complained about this before. Possibly that we tend to do that. Yeah, but one of the things that gets me yes is um, everybody in the Yukon blaming people that have come from other places for wrecking the Yukon. Uh, you and mean yet, like like new people from yeah new people and stuff and it's like I gotta there's tell only, you there's only one group of people that are allowed to do that. And those are the First Nations. Oh, that's right. Because they're, that's right. That's a true statement. Well, and I also think, like, if I had to put my myself at risk of a driver from the Yukon or a driver from Ontario or BC, oh, I think I might take Ontario and BC. Oh, fuck yeah. Without question. Like, I, I think, you know, I'm thinking about bad drivers. We're in the top five. I mean, uh, I'm adding, like, France, Mexico City. Montreal's pretty fucking scary. Yeah, you know, so I didn't say Quebec. No. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, I think the drivers up here are fucking terrible. And then they're like, goddamn roundabouts. It's like roundabouts work everywhere else, else in the world. Oh. The problem with the roundabout... Is people who don't know how to use them. Not only do they not know how to use them, they take them as a personal affront. Yeah, like, it's really keeps traffic moving. It, it, it's designed to keep traffic moving. Yeah. Every statistic in the world says it's more efficient. Right. Like, it says it's more efficient and it prevents accidents. It absolutely, well, should. Yeah, except here, <laughs> I was in Riverdale the other day and I saw a guy in a truck just drive straight across the middle of the roundabout. Well, that roundabout is, I will say, it's built too small. It's built funny. It, yeah, it's like, a, know, I don't know if it's because of the intersection. They were like, man, let's make it tiny. It's built pretty funny. But don't but I just mean, drive right through. Yeah, I I've mean, seen that too there. Come on, you guys. Like, come on. Put the effort in. You know, just it's try a little. It's a little turn of a left. You just know? try a little. Right? Pretend you're in NASCAR and turn left. That's the thing. And, and I mean, every time I hear somebody talking about uh, supporting local, right. it's almost never a Yukoner. No, well, exactly, you and know. I mean that even if it is, there's some dickhead Yukoners out there that are that that's their only thing. I just can't get over the three block long lineup at Tim Hortons every day. Oh, it's and every lineup and not McDonald's every day, and, just every you know. day, but every hour of every day. Yeah, yeah. But and there's a guy who owns that that's local. The people that work there are local. Is he local? Well, he's, I think it's a franchise. Is a franchise local? Well, the owner of it I don't think lives here. Oh, it used to be. He used to. Because my brother worked for him. But I don't know. Maybe they've sold it. Well, it used to be owned by the same folks that owned uh, the Boston UPS Pizza. store. Okay. Well, I thought it was Boston Pizza people. All right. Uh, see, right? So who fucking knows right. now? I don't so we're going know. decades back. There's yeah. been 15 owners since well, the guy the I know. <laughs> when, you know what it comes down to is that we, very much like every other Yukoner that I'm complaining about, right. we live largely based on rumor. Well, absolutely. You know, I don't or know assumption. I, yeah, I don't know what's actually happening. Rumor means you talk to people. I just assume. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that you're terrible. Right. Well, and I get it, but I just because you are local doesn't mean I'm going to fucking buy from you. If you're a dick, no. Nope. That's, you know what? Because I grew up here. There was years and years where I was begging my parents to buy me a pair of blue jeans, and they were like, I'm not paying $200 for $40 blue jeans. When Walmart opened up, right? I was living in Vancouver. It saved us a flight. <laughs> well, I was living in Vancouver, and I said to my mom, I was like, you know you can't shop at Walmart. Well, it's an evil conglomerate that actually, yeah. yeah. And I said, you can't shop at Walmart, Mom. Like, they're going to drive all every other small business out, of, out, and all the people that are, like, businesses are owned locally are going to suffer. 
And you know what she said to me? Well, there's only, at that point, was there only like one? They were the company no. store. No, there no. was like. There what did was, she say? I interrupted. Yeah. <laughs> what she said was, every other business in the Yukon has been fleecing us for years. Right. I shouldn't have to pay $10 for four liters of milk. Right. And. Um, Fuck them. And she said, so. I am not going to go out of my way to support people that never supported me. No, like and the I gesture. think that's I think that's fair. See, that's it. Like when you've got the company store, the monopoly on everything, and then the competition, and not just any competition, but the worldwide conglomerate shows up. Suddenly, you have to adjust. You can't be pulling all that wage well, in. That's yeah. And now all these people suddenly can charge four bucks for. For, for four liters of milk yeah. or whatever, right? Like, so, I, don't, I don't know the cost of milk these days, but... Like, five bucks, I think. Yeah, I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah. But anyway, um, but you know what I mean. Suddenly everyone else Can could you, match their prices. Yeah, so it's called competition and it's healthy. Well, presumably they're all still turning a profit. Well, they must be because they're still open 20 years later. That's right. Yeah. So you know. they were raping and pillaging and buying big homes and buying toys and yep. living like they were in... Yale Town in Vancouver. Living on the backs oh. of everybody here. Yeah. Mining the miners and yeah. the locals. And, and that's and those people lived here. Yeah. And we're local. Yes. And there's still a few younger generations that believe that they are entitled to that. Even yeah, though well, they weren't born here. And that seems to be their big thing, but you know what like But there are good local There we so we went over a list we ha- yeah, we've done of that. good local businesses. And there's, there's Tons of them. Absolutely. I'm just saying that, like, there's starting to be a time where people are going to have to answer, right, for the things that they've done right. in terms of in the name of filling their own pockets. When is that going to happen? It hasn't happened yet. I think it's coming. I hope so, but I'm not going to hold my breath. I think it's coming. I think I, when you've got the Bezos and the Musks of the world. Oh, the, the, I mean locally. Well, you, okay. Yeah. Well, should I name them off? <laughs> well, you know, I think that. Um, oh, excuse me. I think that like um, independent grocers, right, are really making an effort to support local farmers, to support local businesses, yeah. to carry um, locally produced stuff. There, mm-hmm. I think we're seeing a lot more of them going. Hey, let's make sure that the carrots we have here are carrots from the Yukon. And, well, and that's you know, the difference, right? Like before, it was ten dollars for a, a gallon of milk. Compared to the the three fifty it is at Walmart. That's right. But now it's like four bucks. Am I going to spend fifty more cents to support local? Fuck yeah. That's right. But I'm not going to spend seven fifty more. No, and because I can't. And I mean, like, but it, yeah, well, a really simple thing is like if the community supports you, support the community back. Yeah, because we are we we are quite isolated. We're you know, not an island, but we kind of only have one road in. Well, and it's like. People get on, on us at the shop about how much, because we donate a lot right, of yeah, stuff around do. the community. And um, we really only try to donate to to like programs that are supporting people. Right. There's a lot of programs in town that are about supporting animals. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people raise money for, for that, for the Humane yeah. Society, for yeah. um, the yarn the Yukon Animal Rescue Network, et cetera, right. et cetera. There's lots of folks that raise money for animals here. So we try to go just people. Well, yeah, because you've got people doing people. that, right? And I will say that, like, as soon as Savon showed up here, right, every single time that we spoke to them about 
a fundraiser we were doing or money that we were raising, Savon jumped right up and gave us money. Yeah, and I mean, I, I again, a franchise. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a local owner. I believe he lives in town. Yeah, I mean, and it's that a franchise lady. owned by, by his... Patterson. Oh, right? Jim Patterson? Yeah. Okay. So who's a, a Canadian billionaire? Absolutely. Right. But it's a West Coast kind of thing, right? Yeah, he started in Vancouver. Right. Um, well, who's this Daryl guy then? I think he owns the franchise. I think he in, the, started the store. And the overall did, owner yeah. of Savon is, yeah. is Jimmy Patterson. So, I mean, it's... It's not a big law of laws, which is just bigger. That's yeah. all. That's well, and all. I mean, and even but even independent grocers. Yeah, independently is law owned. Laws. Yeah, it's independently owned. But it's but franchise. It's a franchise of law of laws. And I mean, really, from what I understand, that's pretty much everything. A, a, well, a way to be able to do certain businesses in towns our size. You know, I mean, like, I think we're seeing lots of. of I think the restaurant scene here is on fire. Yeah. I think we're seeing lots of great food coming up, lots of great things happening uh, in terms of restaurants and, and um, a real show that good restaurants can survive. We can have things here that aren't just like burgers, Chinese oh, yeah. food and sushi. It's because we're, you know, uh, I think this last year has really helped with no travel. The majority yeah. of us didn't travel. Um, but Yukoners like food. I mean, we statistically love our booze four times yeah. as much as the rest of you. We love our cannabis. That kind of goes hand in hand with food. But we like food. Um, yeah. I'm willing to pay for good food. And we've got some incredible chefs up here. And it just keeps getting better. Yeah. Like, it keeps getting better. Like, um, Wayfair. Yeah. I really like Wayfair. Uh, oh, yes. The Wood Street Ramen. Yeah. The night market was very good. I haven't been yet. Oh, we got in one night. We just stood in line after work. That's the way nice. to do it. Yeah. I am. Um, yeah. No, I haven't been in there yet, but I hear good things. Yeah. They're tiny, but yeah, the capacity. It's a small will, space. But it's worth the wait. And I mean, yeah, they're working the kinks out. Uh, yeah. As as everywhere does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, the first time I went to Wood Street Ramen. Right. Um, I was like, it was the second day they were open. Right. And I'm like. Check back in a month. Exactly. I never go it right was, away. It was okay. Well, everybody you know? goes right away, and yeah. then it's a, a, let's just say a night market opened up their takeout, and you had to go in, order it, and wait for it, and they had to close three days early because they ran out of food. That's that's a good sign. That's a good sign. So they'll, they'll adjust to that. It's a nice problem to have. It absolutely is. The, um, we've got great sushi restaurants in town, too. Totally. I mean... I, unless you're from Vancouver, then you can be snobby about it. I've had a few comedians do that. Oh, how many sushi restaurants do you need? Well, obviously a lot because people lot. people like it up here. You know what? I like it too. Yeah. And I got to tell you, man, like living in Vancouver for a long time. Right. There's a lot of sushi restaurants in Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're on every block, basically. Yeah. And um, maybe not quite. But They're not Starbucks, but they're right? close. They're know? not like, yes. But the thing with Vancouver, I don't give a shit what anybody says in Vancouver about how great the sushi is. Right. There is incredible sushi. Yeah. World-class sushi there. It is in the minority of restaurants. Right. Where they're getting fish freight fresh off the boat. Exactly. Et cetera, et cetera. The majority of restaurants, you're eating Atlantic salmon. Yeah. And imitation crab meat and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. 
And that's why the sushi in Vancouver is so fucking cheap. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Because you can go and get like 29 pieces of sushi for $6. Right. I'm here to tell you. You're paying. That is not high quality sushi. No, but it'll fill the hole. Yeah. That's sushi you could buy in Alberta. Okay, right? <laughs> right. Like and I probably have. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're not coming at you with, with every fucking sushi restaurant in the place. Right. Is not a killer sushi restaurant. No, I mean, especially when you have that many. Like yeah. your odds are, are way off. But there are some great ones there. Absolutely. But when you walk into the really great ones where they've got really great fish and really great chefs. You're and not paying great job, $6. You are not paying $6. No, you're paying for the product. Yeah, like... Um, I can't remember the name of the restaurant. There's this restaurant that every time uh, Sarah and Kirsty and I go to Vancouver, we go to this restaurant at least a couple times. Yeah. And, the, and it's incredible. Right. It's right down by um, the the waterfront there. Okay. Where the, you know, the big fancy building, blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's fantastic. Yes. You're not going to go there and have a bad meal. Right. It's, I think for, for what you get, I think it's actually pretty reasonable. Yeah. But I mean, be prepared. Like you can walk in there and, me- and mess about, especially if you're having some drinks. Yes. And you're going to spend some money. Well, that's it. Like the sushi places that have the boats that go by. Yeah. Oh my God. That's a gambling for me. I'm like, how many, like you can't see the waiter because of the stack of plates. You know. And Becky's like, you need to slow the fuck down. I'm like, do I? That, and like, and like that sushi pretty good it's all right but it's you just know, fun it's like it's, it's yeah super fun which is why instead of having boats up here it would be fun to have a restaurant that does something like that but puts it on a train or yeah little, like the white pass you call carts right yeah with you little know, gold pants little, yeah you know i mean right anyways this is just me one now well this is you needing to open a restaurant <laughs> i mean that's what i hear no it needs me to build one for for a restaurant so that I can go do that. You know, I just like, I want to see some, I like that we're getting more um, more things up here that are uh, expanding like what's available. I uh, want the Yukon government to work with some folks so right. that we can get a restaurant that serves wild game. Yeah, that would be I great. I know it's super hard. I know it can be. Because they have to inspect the meat. But couldn't there be like, well, I mean, that's a job right there. How much meat... Would you have to be inspecting? It would depend on how many inspectors you need, and yeah, and I mean because it's about well, dep- yeah, how the mo- the meat's being processed. But I mean, I'll tell you right now, if we right. could get a restaurant going that served wild game, yes, that place would be packed with tourists. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, and probably I would, locals. But I would go. Yeah, because yeah. and I, I'm going to say this out loud because I know that we don't have. More than three people listening at a time. Hi, Norm. <laughs> hey, Appreciate Liam. Liam, are you still listening? <laughs> and um, but for those three people, yes. If folks that loved tacos mm-hmm. discovered how good a moose taco was, oh, right? Moose would be extinct. Right. We would have eradicated them. Well, let's not do that. But you know, because I mean, like a moose taco. Oh, yeah, I know. If you walk up to me and you go, carne asada. Right. Pollo? Moose? <laughs> I'll take the moose. Yeah. And I mean, and like, I love chicken. Yes. There is never a time in my life where I don't want to eat chicken. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like, if you walked up and said, here's a bowl of ice cream. Would you like that with a side of chicken fingers? I'd be like, well, yeah. yes, I would. Well, now, now I have something to dip my chicken exactly. fingers. Exactly. Right? I would be perfect. <laughs> this is perfect for me. But, I mean, like, 
Moose tacos? Right. Get the fuck out of here. They're the best things in the world. They're exactly. so good. Or like if you have fish tacos, but local fish. But let's get, like, let's just throw this down because here's this. I And all you hunters out there, come at me, bro. <laughs> come at me. I'm going to say this though. What? Go. Because I'm not a hunter. No. Which is why come at me. However. Right. If you're shooting a moose that doesn't have a giant rack, it's a little bit younger. Yeah. If you're not shooting him when he's like super fucking buff, buff and horned out and like looking all fucking nuts. Right. And if you're not shooting them when they're old and ganky. Right. You get better moose. Yeah. Right. Because people that are out there trying to shoot the biggest fucking moose they can get. Right. That's not a great eating moose. No. It's like when you catch a giant fish. Right. It's, you're going to get a lot of meat, but is it good? But it's not good. No. You want a, like you want a little tight fish. Yes. Where the meat is solid and, and firm. Yes. It you looks don't, flaky. Yeah. You don't want one of those 35 like pound trout. Are like, you listening out there, bears? I'm at that age now where if I'm with people, pick a younger one. Yeah. I'm tough. I'm gamey. Oh God, I'm gamey. <laughs> well, you know what I mean though, yes. right? Like, cause, uh, I yeah, it, it depends on the hunter too. Depends on the hunter. But you know, if you if you think about it, uh, it also depends on the the ranchers too, and totally, and how they raise them, and like, and how it's how it's dealt with near the end. We have some local uh, farmers up here raising pork. Yeah, and all of it tastes totally different. It does, totally and grass different. grass fed anything tastes different. I think it's better. Well, a lot of people do. There's a few people that can't stand that, but. They're wrong. Those people are what we call wrong. <laughs> right. I think, well, my brother was a butcher for a long time and grass fed uh, sh- lamb. He can't stand the smell of it anymore. You know what? But lamb, that's a work thing. Lamb's a tough thing, though. It right? can be. When yes. you look at the way that they cook lamb, right? You got to cook the business out of some lamb. You either have to make it soup. Like, you know who did beautiful lamb was Antoinette. Yes. Yes. Antoinette has it down to a science. Beautiful lamb. Yeah. And she makes it nice and rare. Yes. But, I mean, she knows what the fuck she's doing. If you don't know what you're doing, you need a terrine and you need to cook the business out of that. That's right. more sheep, I guess. That's yeah, that's mutton. more mutton. Yeah. I you mean, know? if you do lamb, I've, I've been cooking lamb for a while. And, yeah, it's a practice thing. The first yeah. few were like, oh, thanks for eating that. Yeah, you can <laughs> you can miss you can miss fire some lamb pretty, yes. pretty and easily. Yes, it, and it, it's only like a 30-second difference, too. Well, Nick, because it gets gamey. Yeah, or if like, you rest it wrong or not enough. And oh, my God. So much fun, which is why my uh, brother-in-law's wife is always like, can you make rack of lamb for Christmas? Because that day's not stressful enough. Yeah, just, just <laughs> put me in some pressure. Here. Okay. You know you know what I want to do for Christmas this year? What's nothing? No, I want to I cook a bunch of food, but I want to pre-make it. Right. So that I can just like literally turn my oven on. Yeah. And just start throwing shit in there. Exactly. Well, you know what? That's we there was only Becky and I and her folks for Christmas this year because we were all in social distancing. Yeah. And What did I do for Christmas? We this picked year? up uh we picked up the Christmas meal pack from Savon. Oh yeah. And it all came in food safe bags. Um it was fabulous. It was affordable. We actually had like three days worth of food left over as per Christmas. But oh, I just boiled everything and roasted the, the, like it was just turkey breast to cut up, right? Yeah. Just heated it up in the oven. Everything else went into a, a pot of boiling water, 
potatoes stuffing like in the bag yeah, yeah because nice. it was food safe and yeah. just so fast it was a lovely christmas see that's what i'm talking about that's what i want i want a christmas where i like i do like the smell of cooking and i do like absolutely cooking. i don't like dishes no i don't like i don't like missing out because i'm stuck to it oven yeah. oh and day. i might i may, might serve everything on paper plates Yes. It might be a paper plate Christmas. Yeah, it depends how many people you have over, absolutely. You know what? I I'm, I don't care if it's just me and Sarah. Well, that ex- yeah. I'm fine. I'm lazy Do as fuck. You, yeah. You have no idea. And someone said to me the other day, they're like, oh, you work so hard. And I'm like, every single thing I'm doing is about me getting back to doing nothing. <laughs> right. I'm only working hard because the harder I work, the sooner I can do nothing. Go back to doing nothing. I never want to do anything. No, I know. If I won the lottery. Right, I would do nothing. You, you know, there. Would well, be, I would collect my check. There would be like three months, right, of me. I would take me a chunk to get bored. Oh yeah. You know, because there would be a lot of just like resting and shaking off the life. I would just do whatever the fuck I wanted. Yeah, and then I would do whatever the fuck I wanted. Yeah, and I mean yeah. that daily. That would change daily. Yeah. Yep. Because I think that's what you'd have to do. Absolutely. Just do, you know, whatever the fuck you wanted for the rest of your life. And I plan on doing that anyways. I just have to kind of, subs, you know, fill it in with a bit of finance stuff. It's, you know, it's always... So that's, the, I work that's as much as that fills that in. That's always the thing. It's like, you have to make enough money to live comfortably. Right. But then we have all of these things that we want to do. And the more shit you want to do, the more you have to work. Right. Unless you can find ways of doing it cheaper than you expected. Or you become a thief. Well, that sucks because that fucks everybody over. Does it? It, Banks have insurance. Well, it depends on who you're stealing from. Jenny, let's just rob a bank. Uh, it's so much effort. Plus, like, do they do they even actually have money in banks anymore? Like enough I mean, to rob it? That's the real question. I, I had a friend like, that... Um, I think the way people rob now is on the internet. <laughs> and that's I, real. That's I, true. Yeah, well, didn't they shut down... Uh, did a ransomware on a pipeline and the guy got $4.4 4 which really is fuck all. But all our gas prices went up by 10 cents. Is that real? Did that happen? Yes, and so much so the guy who did the robbing apologized to the world for fucking the economy a bit more. Like, well, then give the 4.4 million back if you're actually sorry. (laughs) Dickhead. But all it was was just some simple ransomware, and that company didn't have proper security. Yeah. Right? Simple enough. Like they said, if you had a free fucking version, it wouldn't have happened. I'm like, Really? Wow. You know what gets me is the amount of people that function absolutely fine. Right. Without ever touching a computer. I'm trying to be more of that. I mean, I do this. This is, but as you can see, you can see this computer is um, old, but uh, it's not hooked up to the internet at all. Well, and I mean, like I, um, I do use computers every day. I will oh, say I do that. too. Yeah. However... I got off Facebook, and I'm starting to really step back from social media. Oh, big time. And uh, it makes a huge difference. I, my, I have this thing, though, where uh, my Instagram account, because every, you know, WhatsApp, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, they're all, they're all one Zuckerberg, one. right? Yeah. So I have a, a thing set up, so then when I put post something on Instagram, it posts it on Facebook as well. It does everything else, yeah. So all these folks think I'm still on Facebook. 
Right, but you, occasionally Sarah's like, "You got a lot of messages on that last post you put on Facebook." And I'm like, "Oh, oh, okay." And then she has to read them to me because I refuse to get back on Facebook. Yeah, I'm not going back on Facebook. No, you know what? It's too. It stresses me out. You know, uh, this last year again, forced, forced to shut down. It's uh, it it helped me get be antisocial a little bit, which I think in turn has now made me rethink what social means to me. Social mm-hmm. means. Like, you and I are being social right now because we're in the same fucking room. Yay! I like this better. I prefer it. And uh, I missed it. I'm not going to lie about that. But I I had to... I didn't miss it right away. You know, the thing that gets me is every single time I say I think Facebook is not cool, everyone says, well, it's the only way I can keep in touch with people. Bullshit. It's total bullshit. Bullshit. Show I mean, up. It's the easiest way. It's the lazy it's way. It's the laziest way. And because it's so fucking lazy, it gets out of control in my opinion. Or I do. Well, and maybe I do. Let's be honest too. Right. You're not on Facebook getting in touch with people on the other side of the planet. And finding out how they're doing. You're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and reading people's posts and throwing up a weird comment. And, and putting out your opinion. And like arguing politics that no one gives a fuck about and doesn't right? make a difference. Building and, resentments. Causing yeah, resentments. Exactly. And it's well, like at least, that's... At least I did. That's why I got off. That's why I'm off too because <laughs> yes. I cannot keep my mouth shut. No. And no. I mean, I'll say that shit to you in person as well. Well, and that's it. The, the difference is, is I understand where you're usually coming from in person. And you know that social moment? Like when, okay, so a few years back, we were in Prince George and my cousin was there and her kids were there. And her youngest, Shayna, she's a millennial. Um, so big, big generation difference there. Becky and I were walking back up to the motel and she was on the balcony and she looked down to us and said you guys are doing a great job you look great and i went fuck you because i and then the look on her face was devastating and i was like oh no i thought you were being sarcastic because that's who i am that's who my generation because we just we weren't doing anything yeah. to get that compliment right I, you can't do that on social media you just tell somebody to go fuck themselves and then 90 people jump on you Instead of having a social faux pas. I'm working on this, like, working on this project right now. And one of the things that I had to do was design trading cards. Right. So the the woman I'm working with, Uh who's super cool, and I I really dig her. She, um, her and I were talking about trading cards. And I laid out these trading cards so that there'd be a picture on the front. Right. And all the information on the back. Nice. You know, like a hockey card or a baseball card. Yeah, like a trading card, yeah. Yeah, like a trading card. Back in the days. Sure. Yes. Now, she was like, no, um, it should be one-sided. There should be a picture and all the information should be on the same side as the picture. And I was just like, really? Mm. And I was like, I've never seen a trading card like that. Right. Me neither. No. So here it is, though. Right. Is that as soon as I say trading card, because we're old, <laughs> our brains go hockey card, hockey baseball sports. card, sports yeah. cards. Or even, like, okay, to be fair, I used to collect Star Wars cards. Sure. Same thing, picture on the front, description, and all that other shit on the back. So, But unless, a physical card. Unless you're playing Pokemon oh. or Magic oh. or any of those things where you hold the cards up. Oh. 
So playing cards. So they're a playing card, but they're trading cards. But they're, you also trade them. So today, trading cards, are because different. they're all designed around games, Okay. it's the picture and the information on one side, right. and then just a generic back. Right. So I drew all the pictures, designed them all to be... Full cards. Old school trading cards, <laughs> and then like had it very politely pointed out to me that... That was That's wrong. not what kids expect today. Right. Because kids can't learn something well, kid, different? Oh, Jenny. Oh, oh, Jenny. What an old bitch. No, you know what it is? It's like... I'm just curious. We can't learn something well, different? No, absolutely. That's, I mean, you know... Well, you could reformat and do all that. Sure. But it's what, a real pain in the ass. Yeah, absolutely. But is it a game? Is it something where if the information can't be seen, you know, does it matter? Not my job. No. My job is to draw the thing they want. Good enough. And when they say trading card to me, it's yeah. that's my faux pas. I'm just like, oh right. Absolutely. So I don't know what a trading card is anymore. No. Well, you knew what a you there I learned that there's different kinds now. Yeah, well you, now I know that. You now you know there's well, yeah. So how about this though? Oh god. When was the last time you saw a baseball card? Um like a, a new one. A new baseball card? If you wanted to buy a baseball card right now, where would you go? Walmart. Do they sell them? They do. Are you sure? Yes, because uh, I was scuffling through packages of baseball cards looking for hockey cards for my nephew. And all I thought was, oh, they this is obviously an American company yeah. because there's so many fucking baseball cards here and the kids here don't – well, the majority don't buy them. They're looking for hockey cards. I can't remember. And it was Christmas time. I can't remember the last time I even saw but a I, hockey I card. Haven't, I haven't seen... Well, my my uh, nephew collects them. That's the only reason. Yeah, like physically? But guess who taught you know? him how to collect cards? You did. No, fuck no. His dad. <laughs> you know, our age. This just is saying, like, we, uh Times are changing around us, and as much as we want to have things remain the same, certain things are being left behind, and I think that's oh, one that's of them. Oh, that's fine. Oh, I think so too. Yeah, uh, yeah that's uh, that's all right. I mean, now we have to start playing Pokemon. We don't yeah, have a choice. Fuck that poker. We'll find out poker. Well, I want to learn how to play magic. I play other. Why not? Yeah. Although uh, I've been in those rooms when they play magic, and it seems mean. If you, you know what, it feels like a racket to me too. It does. Where it's like you can build a really cool deck. Yeah. If you spend the money to get the cards to yeah. build a really cool deck. Yeah. So in is it just a case of like. The person with the most money wins? He has the most... Yeah, I think so. It's same as... Look, that's exactly the same as baseball cards. Is it? Yeah, the more money you spent, the better cards you got. I guess. Yeah. I never collected any cards, to be honest. I collected... I had hockey Star cards Wars. for five minutes. Star Wars cards. Yeah. And I don't have a massive resentment that my mother threw them out when we moved, but I still remember many decades later. Oh. Awesome. Okay, okay so on, should we end on that resentment? I was going to say, why don't we leave it there with what happened to your mom? It's not that I'm also on the internet looking to see if they still exist ever. No. no I know. They won't be what I remember, though. Well, well this has been great. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Dan. Bye, Jenny. Well, that's it for this episode. We hope you had fun and maybe even learned something. The Horse is brought to you by Molotov and Brick Tattoos and J.L. Hamilton Productions. Until next time, remember to be kind to yourself and to others.
This was a Brain Freeze podcast.